Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's John, Bam Bam the Dog. Uh, first, on behalf of both of us and everybody from the Real Ones team, I just want to sincerely thank you guys for, for, for tuning in. The folks that I bring on the show, they're family to me, and uh, being able to tell their stories and bringing you into their world is something that I'm, I'm just super proud of and, uh, again, grateful that you guys tune in. We've decided we want to take things just a step further. We're going to introduce a Patreon community. And basically what that means is if you become part of this community, look, I already bored Bam Bam. If you want to become a part of this community, you're going to be able to hear episodes early and all that, ad-free and all that good stuff. But there's all this behind-the-scenes footage, all this stuff that we've shot um, that really brings you into the folks that we've had on the show, really brings you into their world. You're going to be able to do live chats with me and the folks that I bring on the show to talk about their world, talk about the issues that they're dealing with, about their triumphs and their tragedies. Just go to Patreon slash Real Ones. This whole idea was... Um, something about building bridges and, 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 and bringing people together and um, bringing folks that often don't get the mic and, and giving the mic to them. So the fact that you guys tune in means the world. Anyways, again, thank you. Uh, be good to each other out there. Rock and roll. I'm gonna get a workout in a little bit with my man, Eric Linden. You know, stunt coordinator from The Punisher. He's coming all the way up because we are about to get after it. And when that's done, he asked me in the car, are you going to have my shake ready? And I know what that means. Am I going to have my Sun Warrior shake? They've got the active protein, but they also have this collagen protein, which is amazing. They also have uh, the Warrior blend, which is a little bit lighter if you're trying to cut. And uh, I believe in it. I believe in that Sun Warrior stuff. Go to www.sunwarrior.com slash real ones for 15% off. I appreciate y'all. In case you missed that from John, it's www.sunwarrior.com slash real ones. Use the code real ones anywhere on the Sun Warrior site for 15% off the best plant proteins on the planet. When did this love affair happen between all of you guys? Vern, when did uh, this, when did, how'd you meet this crew? You know, they, they used to, um, when, when did, when did we all meet? A year ago, two years ago? Because they came for, they did uh, oh, Tyson's year, show. COVID year one. We worked with Mike Tyson. We, we made Hot Box with Mike Tyson for 100 episodes. Okay. Um, and then kind of Have you ever been on that show? I never did it. Uh, I li I'm close to Mike, though. I'm really close to Tyson. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was a he was a big uh so Mike gave a lot of when my brother was murdered, Mike was so Mike is the next door neighbor, physical next door neighbor to to Ken. He was he was murdered in Vegas trying to get back to Henderson, as you know. Mike lived in Henderson, Nevada. So he was and uh, wait, Mike was neighbors with your brother? Yeah, they were next door neighbors. So Mike did a lot at the funeral. But then I had this big I had a nice conversation during uh BET's I forget what they called it, but basically I interviewed Nikki Giovanni, like young poet to poet, and then maybe Mayweather interviewed Tyson, that kind of thing. It's really nice. Be yeah, it was really dope. So when I saw Mike uh, at that, he left me with some really dope words, and he was saying, man, big bro would be so proud of you. Mm. And I haven't seen him since then, but he sent a lot of flowers to the funeral, a lot of shit. They were very, very close. Mm. So they lived in Henderson, Nevada, and he was followed off the, off the strip. He was at the Mandalay Bay, not Bellagio, but he was marked. I think I, I thought I told you about it, Bird. I don't know about that. Like I don't oh, and like and, and 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 it was one of the things I wanted to ask you about because yeah, wow. And I was just like, damn. Yeah, no, and, we can go. We can talk about it a bit. But Mike is, Mike is in my life via that, which is weird, you know. So, you know, what's weird is the um, death as a as a adhesive, right? Or death as an adhesive is interesting. Absolutely. My relationship with Janet Jackson, to me, is not necessarily based on having been in the movie with her. It's based on while being on the movie set, conversing about death, with her having just come out of Mike Jackson wow. dying. Wow. And me only a year prior having Kenny been murdered. It's weird what death does to people. And you, because the, the, the wound is so raw, so open that that once that stuff's open, there's, there's a, there's a potential for glue there. There's a, yeah, there's I, a tension. I, I, I guess. I don't know if you remember it this way, but I just remember, you know, the movie was Shot Caller and, and I think Shot Caller, you know, with, 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 with Rick Waugh, the director of that movie, whatever it was, he's such a, 
you know, authenticity is so important to him. Yeah. And he puts and you in touch. And, and honor. honor. And like, I, and, and, Speaking and, and honor military, all voices. Right, and, yeah. And law enforcement honor. But also, but he also was, for the convicts. Also yeah, for yeah, folks yeah, yeah. who have like made, made, made mistakes in their life. Oh, his and, empath and, and is like, crazy. He understands He's that an reality. Sure. And, and one of the things like I, I think about with that movie, why I'm, you, you know, when I think of the things I'm most proud of in, in that film, you know, number one, I would, I would say is my connection to you and the friendship that, 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 you know, began there. Same, bro. But two is, look, you know, we've all done things. You've played cops. You've played soldiers. You've played yeah. uh, criminals. You know, criminals. You played <laughs> and 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 done it while you you give your full heart the way that I do, whatever that is. But there's something about that film that when I talk to people who have been incarcerated, have gotten out, people who are still in, people who have really know what that path yeah. is like. Yeah, they really appreciated. I think the fact that we 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 attack that film with authenticity, mm -hmm. with, with heart, mm -hmm. with humanity, mm -hmm. and I think that film really tried to mm -hmm. kind of go there. Um, <laughs> it did go there. But I remember oh, yeah. that night with you and me when we first, you know, had to do that scene. You know, it was not going well. Like we were getting yelled we at, like a coach. Really you know what I mean? Yeah, and 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 it was one of those things we where you know Rick, who we both cared about, the director. I mean, I don't know if you remember that that way, but I remember him kind of tearing us up. You know, like yelling at us yep. in front of the entire crew. Yep. A dude that I love, a dude he gave yep. me my first you shot at a movie. Yeah, I mean, like I, time, I did snitch with him. Exactly. I had no business being in that movie, and I kind of told him some stuff about my life, and he put me in it, yeah. and and here he is, like attacking me, yeah. and and like being like, "What the fuck are y'all doing yeah. in my film?" Yeah. Yeah. And me and you, it's like, all right, it's you and me, man. What yeah, the fuck are we going to do? And it was yeah. beautiful. So I think, I feel like uh, th three important things that you said to me, Bernie, that were operative. The yelling you and I grew up getting. Straight up. Yep. So if the second thing you said, but you said it prior, you said, I mean, the sport thing was there. Oh, and I said, yeah, it was foundational. But if you make it flippant or throw the shit away, it does become non-foundational. Mm -hmm. You and I land on it enough, but then we equally throw it away. Mm -hmm. We talk about sport. But we didn't talk about it that night. Right. We now talk about sport. But you can see it. I mean, you. Just it was an immediate. It, just, yeah, it was yeah, an yeah. immediate recognition. What, 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 the industry yeah. and what we do, mm -hmm. because we are touted as physical actors. Mm -hmm. People might say, Bernthal and Omari of the generation are two of the higher level method actors. Mm -hmm. This is what stood out to me, and I'll go off of that method. What stood out to me was I am qualified method. But what gets called edgy when y'all do it is perceived as dangerous when mm. I do it. Mm. Mm. So can you can can you can you walk me through that? I'm gonna walk you through it. Thank you, brother. I am perceived as dangerous, as Mary Vernu would even agree, mm. who loves me and you both. Mm. When I am doing something on screen in ways that if you do the same thing, your move is perceived as edgy. Oh my god, that burnt all. He's right, such right, a right. fucking great actor. Right, right. He's edgy. Yeah, Mari's great. What is that? Oh, is it? Is it, so? So, were you saying with? Of course, but so with a white actor <laughs> yes. that goes there. So, if is what you're saying, and 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 um, so if I go to a place, because I'll tell you right now, there are many days on set, and it's connected to that night with Rick. Straight up, Rick and is built like you. He he sees it for. Like, he he's he's been down the road. So he, I'm gonna yeah. give you your roses, or but, or make it not a rose. It's not no, make but, it not a rose. But, but, but oh, I guess my question is. It, to be specific, if I go somewhere, there there are days where I show up on set and I say I am going to shake this fucking place I'm gonna up. I'm going to shake this motherfucker. And you know, up. and and, it's and like, I say dude, the same thing. That's right. And I right? say it. But when I do it, it's wow! Look at his ability, ability. to to go to. And you're saying it's different when oh, you do it. Can it almost get me fired. Can you give me an example? Yeah. I told Power, I'm gonna be in Method season four, guys. But Bernie, you know me. I told him in the prior room called season three. Bernie might not give him preemptive cautionary warning. <laughs> Bernie might go in the room called the season that he's telling you he's going to be doing method and he might wait to that season. Yeah. I said it pre-summer mm. in the prior mm. season. Mm. Now next season, Courtney, you know, especially if I'm in jail, I'm going to be a method. Mm. It could shake up black artists who are at times your bosses even or producers. It could shake up the conglomerate called the executors who are over even them mm -hmm. in terms of the network or streaming platform or even if it were film, the actual studio that has afforded you getting this job that you're very humble to be able to bring to life the character within the bigger picture, back to sports. You and I are never big team little I. 
Bernie, we're always big. Always. I mean, sorry, we're never big eye, little team. Right. We're always big team, little eye. Yeah. But what makes us very unique is that we understand, yeah, but I gotta fucking do the shit out of my eye mm-hmm. for the team to work. I owe it to the team, yeah. Straight we up. make it an owe it to the team. Mm-hmm. That's perfectly articulated. Mm-hmm. Bernie, you and I are not better than any actor to ever do it. We just are whoever we are. Yeah. And whatever you are, I fucking smell it a mile away. It wasn't a mile away from me that night, bro. You were right in my face. You were right fucking there. And to be as secure as a man would have to be to be this close to me, I mean, Denzel will sit in jail in the Malcolm X portrayal or role. And as you know, Denzel being learned up by a couple inmates in character, right? Not in reality of being Denzel Washington, but within character. And from him to Ed Harris, one of my favorites, over to Paul Newman, over to Redford, over to Steve McQueen, fucking phenomenal. I don't think Steve McQueen said two words. Mm. And I smelt everything he was doing. Mm. Once you give me someone who is post that era, but who is befitting of that era, where you had to be more than craft. Gene Hackman was in the military, dog. And he's phenomenal. Mm. And I asked Denzel one day, Denzel, who scared you the most on set? Mm -hmm. Who scared you the most? Mm -hmm. Denzel said, damn, that's a crazy question, though. I said, yeah, who scared you? Cause nobody scares you. Who scares you? He said, Gene Hackman. Damn. He said, and it wasn't scripted for him to slap me on Crimson Tide. He just slapped me. Slapped the fuck out. So, Burn, I guess you scared me. You've created one of the most iconic characters in the history of television. I really want to talk about. I really want to talk about what makes that character unique and what you did there and the credit that you have either gotten or you feel like you haven't gotten for what you've done for an entire network for culture for mm-hmm. culture in general mm-hmm. um thank you, but you also like but also just athletically you, you know look yeah you know i i can you know you, you you reach a level of athletics that that's uh unbelievably rare and i just want to i want to know just take us through sort of football what football means to you what mm-hmm. you learn from it how mm-hmm. it affects you and what you do now and I am really interested just now as 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 somebody who played football, not on the mm-hmm. level that you did, mm-hmm. not even close, but um as now a father of a of, of somebody who's in youth football mm-hmm. and um and I'm very, just really and he's very talented. Hanley and I talked about his talent. You talking about Lil B. Lil B. Yeah, his talent is Hanley talked about how athletic he is. I said to Jay recently, Burn, it's a freaking great question. I'll go this way backwards. I said to Jay recently, I said I said, but Jay, you got to realize what you were attracted in me is in large part the mentality that I have that is a football mentality. What is a football mentality? So the football mentality, in my opinion, has always had to be big team, little I, first and foremost, more so than the other sports. Partly, burn because it's a gladiator sport. So you could absolutely, you could throw the worldwide moniker of football, which as you know it to be soccer. You could throw soccer in there. You could throw lacrosse in there, which as you know is a Native American sport and probably one of the oldest sports on the planet. You could throw in a lot of what we've seen in certain sports where there's an amalgamation of, of, of which martial arts is included, and I can't remember what they call it, but it's done in Italy. And it's amazing, and mm-hmm. they do everything. Oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's rugby talking. meets football yeah, meets yeah, yeah. lacrosse meets yeah. soccer. Obviously, meets martial arts, and I yeah. forget the name of it. Yeah, Netflix ran a great, yeah, yeah, yeah. a great episode, a great episodic on it. And when I think about it, as it pertains to the American sport, you talked about our culture. So growing up within the American diaspora, yes, I was baseball, soccer, and basketball first. But if the rule in the house, which it was a rule was you had to be 13 before playing football in the house. The older brother, two years older than me, not the one murdered, that was Kenny, but the older brother, two years older, Malik. When Malik was 13, I was 11. What a rule is 13. Ma Dukes, it was my ma that said, Malik, are you cool with Omari playing two years before the rule? But I'll be starting when he was starting. So he'd at least feel like we were starting together. That was maybe my crossing fingers of like, he'll at least be like, oh yeah, we're together. And you're going through that. Meaning you have a son. What is their age difference? Two or three years? Not even. A year. One year. So it was a it was a real make it or break it moment for us as brothers. And he said, yeah, ma, 
Omari is built more stout. He's built like a football player. Yada, yada, he can play. But, Byron, what I started to realize over my lifetime was even if they never allowed me to play or even if Malik didn't allow me to play that first year where I got to watch him, but not from afar, called bleachers, I got to be on a field next to his field or play at, you know, 12 on a Saturday and he played at 2 p.m. on mm -hmm. a Saturday. For years, Omari was even, as an actor, trying to get where Byrne was at. I would look at Byrne and Byrne was making moves and I'm like, he's so like me when I watch him as an actor. Before I got to you, just watching you from afar. Mm. Yet I couldn't get to where you were mm. at that point that I was watching you. Mm. So let's say I was on special teams and Byrne could even say, and that dude on special teams is special. Mm -hmm. I don't know yet, but I know someone out there has that thing that I got. I can't wait to get around him because you're so freaking secure. So instead of pushing colleagues away that were like you, you go, I want more of that, Fuck yeah. which is what I love about you. Yeah. But if on special teams, you can make it analogous to me being on the sideline, just waiting, but sometimes getting a shot, a movie here and there, special teams, let it be. Well, as soon as you think about special teams as it pertains to actual football, Burn, they run full speed down into fellow receivers yeah. of their full speed throttle, strength, velocity, power, sizable increase over the years, yep. which has made football more dangerous. Yep. Running into fellow thems. I ran into Bernie one night on a set, a fellow me. But they're running full speed into them in an explosive way. It almost looks like firefighters going into a burning building. Mm -hmm. Firefighters must be of insanity. Mm -hmm but so much football players be. Mm -hmm. So Byrne, I'm a double insane human because yep. who pursues acting? Who comes from DMV area outside of Dave Bautista and Bernie and become fucking legendary actors? Who comes from Little Decatur? White Julia Roberts is from Swanee mm -hmm. near Atlanta airport. I'm from Little Decatur. Who makes it at acting? T.I. Ardaway and Andre made it at music. Who makes it at personifying characters? Right. You're insane to go pursue that. Let's go deeper. But yeah, yeah, go ahead. The mentality, therefore, uh -huh. once I've made it, whatever that is, as an actor, well now, Burn, I'm double entendre on set. I'm double indemnity. I'm your great character in The Accountant. You were playing crazy levels of complexity, even without on paper, it probably being written as such. In The Accountant? With Ben Affleck, what side were you on? Burn, what side are you on? <laughs> you don't know. Burn laughs. Yeah, right, oh. What yeah. side was I on? Yeah. But you're playing, I mean, you play for University of Georgia. You play with, with some of the best. Some of the, I mean, Champ Bailey just Champ walked ba into the Hall of Fame. Right. I mean, that's like, <laughs> and, and like. I think he's the number two cover of all time. Dion, my, Dion, I mean, I grew up in D.C. Champ Bailey is, you, you know what I mean? I would say Dion, the greatest cover guy of all time. Champ is number two. That's crazy to say. And he's my one of my dearest friends. He's as close to me as you, and has never lost the same. We are as velcroed as we once were on a college campus. But but you're up there. I mean, these are all. I mean, you're up there at the I most. I think my ability levels. was way high, and I think Champ and Ron, his brother, think the same thing. They always see me as a very talented defensive back. I think the guys at Furman University, where I transferred from, to go to. Georgia. Furman played against Marshall. Marshall had, of course, the second greatest receiver of all time, that being Randy Moss. And then Coach Donnan from Marshall came to Georgia, as you know, to coach after Ray Goff left. So I had, I had ironically, Randy Moss's coach come to Georgia. Could you be doing what you're doing now if you didn't play football? No. Welcome. Because the pain of not getting to that level that I really, really wanted to get to as a football player, I've inserted or injected in this acting shit. When did that decision come? Like, when did that? When did you know? Okay, I'm gonna put it towards acting. It was immediate. I was probably four months away from it, three months removed from it, and walked on a 3.5 kilometer age walk in Atlanta with Ma. And I remember turning to her and saying, "I'm gonna go to New York. I'm gonna pursue acting." Wow. Unapologetically, I'm going to New York. I am very afraid that Pops won't be down with that. Why? Because I think he thinks I still got football left in me because I carried that mentality. So, Bernie, even if I physically wasn't as gifted as, as Champ Bailey, which I am nowhere as gifted as him, I'm definitely as gifted as some of the DBs in the league. Champ's another level. That was a gift for him. But Champ is a UNI in the sense that he's aware that his purpose was so much bigger than that. Okay, so once you make that choice and you say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch this and th this is going to be my focus. I went and talked to Pops about... Three weeks later after Ma said, give him a shot. 
And as soon as I talked to him, he was watching an old Western. And I remember walking up to his room and talking to him and he said, yeah, when you wanna go? Hmm. It was pretty amazing to me because I did not expect that. And well, I remember my mom saying, give him a shot. The people I was playing with didn't become the best in the, in, mm -hmm. in, in the World Hall mm -hmm. of Fame. Mm -hmm. You're right there and you said, hey, I'm gonna start this other thing. And I'm starting, as you and I both know, when you start in this thing, you start below the basement. I mean, there's most likely three it's men. not gonna work out Th for you. Three men. Terrell Davis, Travis Stroud, Robert Edwards. Not Champ, not Ron, not Hines. Three men. Travis Stroud, who played for a little bit. Robert Edwards, who tore his knee in the rookie All-Star game on the sand in Hawaii. Oh, fuck. He was up for the SB player comeback story of the year when Dolphins took him, but he was never the same. Robert Edwards was probably the, I think he was the second or third pick overall. We should, somebody should Google that. When did Robert Edwards get drafted? We should Google that. Robert Edwards, Terrell Davis, and Travis Stroud. Burn, when I would do those around the campus, University of Georgia, College Town, Athens, Georgia, as you know, when I would do those readings, the poetry readings on set, or when I started that last year doing theater and introduced first and foremost was August Wilson, the playwright. Mm -hmm. And I found home like I did with you. Mm -hmm. When I saw Piano Lesson mm -hmm. and I saw Fences, mm -hmm. I was gone. Something happened inside of you. You said, this is what I'm put on this But they to came to the plays. Yep, yep, yep. Or they heard the poetry reading. Isn't that crazy? And Burn, when they heard it and watched the plays, those three in particular said, if this football shit don't work out, mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. you can fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. Burn, I probably have never on an interview been able to say those three names. Mm. When Travis Stroud, Robert Edwards, and Terrell Davis, who as y'all know, John Elway doesn't have any rings without Terrell Davis in the right. backfield. Those three said, nigga, if this, nigga, you got to, yeah. And Burn, maybe, and it might have been innate or subconscious mm -hmm, in the mm -hmm. sense that while walking on an AIDS what walk with Ma. Do? What did they see you do, oh? I was, I would spit poetry and yeah, yeah. they didn't know how to articulate it. Yeah, yeah. They would ask me oftentimes. And when you spit what, poetry, was it, was, was it, what was it the words? Was it the delivery? Was it the whole thing? Was maybe it the, the passion, uh -huh. maybe the passion. And where was that coming from? I think that's your point about like, maybe a football player is never granted the opportunity. First and foremost, we know this to be the case. If Kaepernick is talking about the fact that the football league versus the other professional leagues come off as a slave system. Uh -huh. Bernthal, I can speak to that. And Roger Goodell asked me to come to the Super Bowl about four Super Bowls ago when Champ went in. Yeah. It seems like pre-COVID, about four Christmas ago, yeah. four Super Bowls ago, sorry. And I did go to the Super Bowl. And Roger asked us to be in the thing. And a lot of times the NFL will want me to be a part because they know I'm connected to the NFL and they know that they need to restructure their branding of the NFL. And, and, and they also need mentors in the NFL. So I've taken on individual mentorship from Saquon from, to, to Emmanuel Sanders to, to Odell Beckham, who thinks a lot like you and I, he'll say shit like, oh, I got so much shit in me. I just gotta figure out how to get it all out. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, I yeah. hear you. So Burn, it's probably that last comment, that the, the, the latter that would have come from an Odell who thinks like that. How do you get it all out? Saquon, first time I'm around Saquon, supposed to be one of the greatest running backs ever coming out of college, right? You know what Saquon came out of Penn State stating when he came, became a giant? When we were around each other, night one. Saquon said, but what's my purpose, oh? Oh, why am I on this earth? Mm -hmm. I said, damn, this dude is deep. Burn, it doesn't mean that the league doesn't have other Saquons. They don't. He's special. But what it also doesn't mean is that it doesn't mean that even when you go to a league that you're set up for someone to see you as special. Mm -hmm. There's nothing greater, as you know. Women can say all day, oh, my God, John Berthold so sexy, such a beautiful guy. Burn and Omari are not raised to hear that. Yeah. Burn and Omari are raised to see That's... these five men say, I rock with you. I fuck with you. That's yes, how yeah. we're raised. Yeah. So football made sense for me because the other sports, it's not as many people called teammates to fuck with you. So part of my mentality is not only raised with all boys, Shiny was the lone sister, like you're raising. Your boy's got a lone sister. But also football afforded me the most brothers. That was innate and natural for me. That felt comfortable. And so in reality, man, I think Terrell and Travis and Robert were about, yo, I don't know how to articulate it, but I'm affected by what you're doing, dog. You saw that it was real. I'm affected. Yeah. So may, And I didn't really, they, they might have been my first audience as wow. an actor. Wow. Like whatever that is, oh, do that shit. Wow. I don't know if you can affect as many people running up and down a football field. It did so much for me, bro. 
So that's something that I realized when I look back, those guys probably were saying to me, there's a shelf life here, oh, that's short. Don't fuck with this football shit. Mm. This is all we can do, dog. You can do so much more. So take me to Brave then. So I look at Brave mm -hmm. and I go, God, he's got the football mentality. Mm -hmm. And Jay sits at the kitchen cooking and she goes, I know, I'm aware. Don't you think I see that he moves mm -hmm. like you? Mm -hmm. He's freaking built like you. Mm -hmm. Butt naked, he's a miniature butt naked you. Mm -hmm. But didn't you take that same mentality and incorporate it in everything you did? Mm -hmm. Why can't he? Mm -hmm. By the way, babe, don't you rather him be able to insert it and not be a paraplegic? And Bernie, I go, okay, facts. Back. And scene, cut, check the gate. And I think there's a lot of me's who are as big as Champ Bailey at that which I didn't get to be as big at, and they feel the same way. Now, ironically, Champ's son, who I think is approaching his junior year, if I'm not mistaken, Champ hit me up three months ago and said, oh, He's kind of considering not playing anymore. And he got a full boat to a college to play football. Now, if Champ wants me to speak on that, then he knows I'm going to say it's probably not necessarily steeped as much in injury. He would say, it's not, oh, he wasn't injured. But Champ, you're the greatest to ever do what you did at the position. He's also doing what he's doing. Where's that go? That's a lot of pressure, bro. Yeah. John David might feel that way. Yeah. With Denzel being his guy ahead of him called father. So, Champ, come on, bro. You definitely are the Denzel of defensive backs. Right. You know, let's make Deion Sanders, as it pertains to a cover corner, if you want to keep it relegated to black culture, being the Sidney Poitier or the Morgan Freeman. Do you feel That could be really tough for that guy. W w with that, I mean, do you feel pressure in raising these youngsters? You said it before. I mean, these, these kids aren't growing up the way you grew up. No, hell no. <laughs> Right? I wanted to give you a kiss on the cheek when I heard as Novin Brave left the backyard. And, and Lil B's where I was at. I was a middle kid. He's the middle boy. Mm -hmm. Henry said, when they walked off the trampoline, Henry said, thank you all for coming. Burn. That's it. Mm -hmm. You and I never really negotiated with God early on. So we were left to deal with what God gave us, which was career takeoff while we became fathers at the same time. Same time. Crazy and you man. and I are so built to be Papa. Trader. Not just dad, but Papas. Mm -hmm. We're more Papa. Mm -hmm. What The problem with that is we leave as much as the other dads in the industry. We just don't have a mentality like the other dads. That's right. We're sitting on, <laughs> that's why I also said qualified method. Just with power and what you did there and what you built, I mean, it's, it's really kind of unprecedented. I mean, similar, I think, to what, you know, you know, Jim Gandolfini did for HBO. There's an entire empire built there and it's wow. built, you know, on, on, on the shoulders of this character, right? And now there's these offshoot shows and there's, you know, you versus the character, how much O is there and Ghost, how much Ghost is there and O. And, and I get that. And, and, and I, I am really Nobody gets in more than you. you. But like, you know, and how you turn that on, how you turn that off, how sometimes, like you said, firefighters, we, you, you got to walk towards the flame. You know, sometimes playing a part, man, and, 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 you know, it's weird saying it in front of the cameras like this while we're Omari and John because, it, you, you know, it's something only a few of us really understand. <laughs> it does, it comes out of, there's a huge cost, man. We, we, we really lose something and leave something on the field. And when we, when we say we're going to take something on like that, you know, man, you, you, you change and sometimes you don't get it back. How do you feel about where that show landed? Do you feel like you were supported? Do you feel that that show got the attention uh, across the board that it deserved? Do you feel that you were uh, financially uh, or, or just that the business mm -hmm. gave you the flowers you deserved mm -hmm. for what you did for that? Mm -hmm. And again, man, um, I look at I look at kind of what Taylor Sheridan's doing right now with Yellowstone and this. Yes, that's what y'all did. Yes, that's what y'all wow. have done. And wow. and and if 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 Ghost doesn't work, if Ghost doesn't have that pain, that mm -hmm. that that glue, that mm -hmm. adhesive quality mm -hmm. where people say I fuck with this mm -hmm. character, none of that exists. Mm -hmm. That's a whole network that honestly doesn't exist without the work that you've done. If power is this guest house, I didn't walk in with the stature that you did have preceding your physicality walking in, okay? I absolutely was preceded with, 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 with conversation and reputation of being pretty freaking talented. 
I was specifically perhaps connected at least to the predecessor of Ghost, if that is free from Gridiron Gang. Mm -hmm. Having worked with Dwayne Johnson and Exhibit and, and the likes of some other, Jay York was the young running back in that. If you, if you include in that Shavu, my turn opposite, and I know you agree with me, Burn, a very gifted, I think one of the more gifted but underrated artisans of our generation as an actor, and that being Wood Harris. Mm -hmm. Wood being what he was as Avon Barksdale yeah. on the wire, but equally what he was with me on Next Day Air with Mike Epps, Most Def, and Donald Faison included. I think Lauren London was in that as well. She was. Um, that might have preceded me walking in the door. Oh yeah, he smelled, he smelled like ghost in that character, Shabu. Or let 50 tell it. I think he can play this based off of me as Curtis. I'm speaking as Curtis. Having watched him in characters that were pubescent stages of a way bigger ghost. But even if Bernthal didn't have in character in television that, and we talked about this as you approached Punisher. Mm -hmm. We talked about it. Me and you talked about it. Rick Roman Waugh and you talked about it. Maybe as a triumvirate we talked about it. Some of the fears that you had. I said something one day and I remember you going, yeah, but I, Punisher's not that, oh. You're playing a character that you're able to with obviously the help of Courtney and her mighty pen and Curtis and his ingenuity and what he's curated in his brain but perhaps can't put on paper but she put it on paper and stars having said, no, I'm adding this part because I don't think I had told you this, Burn. Stars having said no to a show so to say yes to power. They, mm. they said yes to a show then said no to the same show they had said yes to just to say, nah, I'm wrong. We're going to go with power. Mm. They're betting on a dark horse. Perhaps literally. <laughs> Let it be white execs, Chris Albrecht included. Now, Chris Albrecht is connected to John Berthal in some capacity. People would ask why. In this interview, people say, why? How? Chris Albrecht is formerly at HBO. Mm -hmm. John Berthal is connected to Gandolfini, rest mm -hmm. in peace, mm -hmm. via the spinoff, if you will, of Jimmy Gandolfini's lead Sopranos. Jimmy Gandolfini is never going to be somebody that would say that it's all about him. If anything, I've heard all the stories of him feeding all of the crew, Absolutely. left and right. I've heard of the stories of him battling drug use. I yep. know it. Yep. I know that he missed certain days of work. Yep. I know that equally burned, if I missed five minutes of work, they were on my ass. Jimmy Gandolfini, rest in peace, missed five days of work at times. I'm aware of it. I read Difficult Men. I know. And I know Difficult Men is more about Mr. Chase's of the world. Mm -hmm. Courtney Kemp's of the world. Mm -hmm. The curators and creators of these shows that then ask us to be Tom Brady's. Burn, I wasn't necessarily brought in as touted as Tom Brady was, leaving New England, going to Tampa. John Bernthal came in. If you got ghost, you would have come in in bigger stature than me walking in. So because I didn't come in in bigger stature, that show, if you will, made me it didn't make me in my definition, but because it made me to other people's belief, they can feel a way if they don't feel like they're being given the credit. Hmm. And ironically, I only give credit hmm. where credit is due. Hmm. I am as good as the weakest actor. Mm -hmm. The show goes as far as the weakest crew member. And if 50 doesn't hire me, and I've said, 50, you had to be hella secure to hire me. You could have been insecure and hired some guys that are nowhere near my talent. Mm -hmm. 50 learned that I was aware how gifted I was. Burn, you and I know how gifted we are. We think that everybody else assumes that we think we're gifted. Mm -hmm. I've learned that some people, because of our humility, think we don't know how gifted we are. Mm -hmm. Some people feel more in control when you come off like you didn't know you had the shit. Mm -hmm. Burnthal. I could never play one down. Let's go back to football. I could never even dress up in the locker room if I didn't know how gifted I was. Right. But when we don't come off that way, some people really are taken aback the day that you come off that way. I believe the day that I came off, like I knew how gifted I was, everything changed. How, what was that? Not day? always for the better. How so? No longer was I in control of the faculty of that which they put me in control of when they asked me to play quarterback. If you asked me to play quarterback, 
then you have to allow me to sometimes call the plays. If you ask me to play quarterback, not producer, just quarterback. I'm not at all of this notion that I was a producer. I tried to get that credit. Wasn't allowed it. I mean, even that blew the mind of many of me's. On a show not far over, you had people playing Olivia Pope, who are dear friends of mine on Scandal, Kerry Washington's, to be specific, blown away that I was never offered an opportunity to wreck. Yeah, that's crazy. I realized, Bernthal, that our industry includes so many people, if not the majority, you're going to smile, they are insecure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they don't really love themselves prior. Yeah, yeah. I missed that memo. Yeah. You might say, brother, how the naivete? Are you an idiot I was. I was an idiot. So I did the best that I could in an environment, oftentimes burned, that as much as I'm flawed and fucked up and insane and got some weird idiosyncrasies, I might be the most flawed and most odd person on set. Hello, you hired me to play the most odd, complex person. That's right. right. But I'm so secure with it. And many people are not secure with their oddity and idiosyncrasy. Once you play the game, I know how to play this motherfucker. Yeah, okay, that's what we're gonna do. Let's rock. And that left a bitter taste in my mouth, which I've had to do a lot of work at unbittering and deciding this was par for the course. And I can hear Grandpa, rest in peace, saying, count it all. How do you finish the sentence, Bernie? Joy. Hmm. I can't go I can't go at anybody. I got to say thank you, God. That's right. Thank you for their insecurities. That's right. It taught me so much. I thought that, you know, in season two, summer hiatus movie. What was that, oh? That was a movie called Shot Caller. I thought that in season two into season three, once you meet a John Bernthal and he's that level of secure, what happens is you put your guard down. Bernie, I learned, and Carmi Zlotnick told me this, formerly number two in command at HBO, right? Mm-hmm. Next to Chris Albrecht. The story to HBO. There is nothing like HBO. All these streaming platforms, Netflix included, are all piggybacking yeah. HBO. Let's give credit where it's due. Yeah. Home box office was different. It yeah. was groundbreaking. I got that team. They then came to stars. But the character himself was one of the greatest things to ever play I could ever play. Now, I didn't get some stuff back. You're right. My soul feels like yours might have when you called me and said, oh, I'm going to play this deaf mute character. Tell me when I'm wrong. Bernie, wasn't the character you played a deaf mute? Mm -hmm. Did you go to Ireland to play that character? (laughs) Hey, world, you know what Bern told me? Aaron's on me, oh. Why? Because I haven't picked up the phone. (laughs) <laughs> do y'all think I forget shit <laughs> A I don't forget shit burn burn I don't forget shit burn told me that I'll never forget the day he told me B I'm always gonna hold someone accountable as much as I love John Burnt yeah. I said Burnt you can't let home go I'm in method oh I know I know you're in method nobody knows it like me yeah. cause my bones were born to be a method yeah. but Bernie, you got a wife and the kids at home I fucking got to do the work, oh. Yeah. And this industry, or not the industry, this art has meant so much for me. Yeah. The wife and the kids benefit from what this That's place it. of it. industry slash art it's, has afforded it's the conundrum, me. Man. I know, I know, Burn, but I don't want you to come home and there be an eviction notice, and it won't be because y'all didn't have the right money to pay for the place. She will have evicted you from there. <laughs> uh, so there's moments where I felt like I was fighting ghosts to get back to Jay and the kids. Mm-hmm. We weren't great always as a, as a couple yeah. because that's a lot for you to ask me to do that. So sh- shouldn't I ask for something back because I'm doing that? It's weird, but this industry doesn't really want couples to remain together. That was a memo I also missed early. Mm-hmm. The industry is really big on like, I made you. No, the fuck you didn't. Because if you made me, Jay-Z said it best. Heard someone saying it made Hove, made Hove say, okay, so make another Hove. That's right. Shot Caller is a movie that did not transcend. It did not. Oh, it's supposed to be huge. It did not kind of blow up in the zeitgeist. And it's some people's favorites. Some people's when I favorites. Walk, when I get walked on by certain people, they go, my favorite movie you ever done, Shot Caller. And those people, for the most part, are folks that have either been incarcerated, know people who have been incarcerated, have, have grown up in those kinds of communities. Or and, they're people who are who like a, a movie, Bernie, to be real. Rick, Rick, you took me Whatever to a place. Rick, okay. Okay. So what I'm asking you is, as as somebody who like my, like, I believe you t- to be a soldier of authenticity, and I believe that 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 is of paramount importance to you. Which is more important, honestly? Your role as ghost to have the resonance that it does in the community, 
in culture um, or is it to transcend, blow up, cross over into uh, a, a, another realm that it within that process might actually alienate the very culture that 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 is behind you 100 what a great question and that's a great I, and 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 that's because, a great question because and, like and it's I, I know so easy to answer it is but so it's easy never been posed that way the way you posed it so so and it's so yeah. easy to answer so the, easy the former of course you know that yeah for me to be able to oh burn the fanship is unbelievable because but, but that's that aware. adhesion, right? Like that's that glue. It's like, yeah, man, well, I've been there. Well, I've been that, like, and 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 whether you know the world or you don't know the world, you did your work is, I need to get, I need to dive into this full enough to understand this pain, to understand this humanity, to divide, to to dive. I, mean, I went this to jail world. season four, the season that I felt the exec started to like beat me up is the year I went to jail. I'm fucking going to jail for y'all. I went to jail so much that of course the world can Google that we then got kicked out of the jail. Because Omari wrongly took a picture with a guy that was my former security guard who came via 50, who I'll always appreciate 50 for so many things, obviously, but also for that specific thing, that he got me that security guard. Mm -hmm. And I never forget Mata being incarcerated in real life and me finding my way in the same prison we jail, not prison, same one-year holding jail before you get sentenced to prison mm -hmm. that we were shooting in. Mm -hmm. And of course, then the warden got in trouble because I fucked around and took a picture with him, which now makes everybody complain because the warden, they now know, got me over to him. Mm -hmm. But I was only gotten over to him, Burn, because I wasn't in the section of the jail where we were filming in. Mm -hmm. I was in the section of the jail where I was living in. Mm -hmm. As a method actor, while the inmates were going, yo, ghost, what you did, my nigga? What you did, homie? Why you locked up? Oh, you just so silent ass type. Mm -hmm. You like your character. Mm -hmm. Bro, I'm off. That's me running in the flames. Mm -hmm. So burn, this is what I know. The former, the fact that the culture is affected by that role and it yeah. resonated to your great word choice of resonance, yeah. bro. The turning it on, the turning it off, the coming back home, being on a set where uh, everything's kind of done for you. You have these sacred seconds between action and cut and yes. you have to prepare yourself yes. in every way towards that. Every way and, possible. And nothing, nothing is more important to then coming home where what's important to you is no longer paramount. It's about all these other people. What's the hardest thing uh, to make that jump? John Cheadle told me years ago, he said three weeks. I said three weeks. Jay was at that dinner. It might have been any Clemens who put me in, in next air. It was his birthday. And Don was there with his wife. And they're 30 years in. You know, burned it 30 years in. And I know you and I respect one of the great actors of our time. And Don Cheadle said, never be above three weeks. So I said, what, what, what? He said, if you want it to work. Because drifting happens at three weeks. Now, burn all of us have failed. None of us have nailed what. I was doing pretty good. But none of us have nailed what Cheadle wanted. And I know he didn't nail it. And that's perhaps why he's doing it. I think people often forget when someone's given a gem or a piece of wisdom, we all have this defense me mechanism of thinking, is this person preaching? No, but they're talking to themselves too. Yeah. They're giving you a lesson. Yeah, we but do that. Yeah. They're talking the to themselves. Yeah, yeah. They're really talking to themselves. Yeah, yeah. We all do. Mm, I don't it's like want what you said earlier about that slap, man. Anybody put yeah, their yeah. hands on somebody, it's themselves they're whooping on. You know? that, and, and, and everybody who's had that momentary reality of like, shit, I got to go back home. It's like, what does the nine to fiver do, Burn? The nine to fiver stops at the bar. What I will give roses to you and I in stating is we're not trying to stop from the airport to here. Yeah. We're trying to get right here. Right here. But the problem is, Burn, we didn't really come back the way that a vet comes back and have a moment before hitting civilization called home again. Yeah. We didn't give ourselves that grace of mercy. Yeah. So that's the rose that I'm trying to give in this conversation, in this moment, which is a freaking great question that you posed. In this moment of answering this great question you posed, we have to give ourselves grace and mercy to go, shit, if it took me that much work to get into character, then the efforts at getting out of character to be just... It's going to take something. It's not it's going to take get us back as quick as you can. It's going to take something. So yeah. that has definitely been hard. When I'm playing the characters who have to steer the ship, it is harder to come home and ask a woman to ingratiate you in the way that you left her ingratiating you when you said goodbye when burn we've left her to steer a ship for that long yeah. if i'm just a part of the ship in character 
a little bit more beta than alpha. Yeah. Once I go back home, I kind of can slither in. into yeah. my space a little sense. bit more. But you and I aren't often asked to play those characters. It's why I loved watching you in King Richard. Because I could tell you didn't have the weight or responsibility that you usually have. Now what you inserted in the character was full of complexity. Because you don't know how to not be complex. But Byrne, you weren't asked to carry that like you're usually asked to carry. Whether it's Iacocca that you're playing. I mean, bro, the characters that you fucking played are heavy. So to come home and play Papa and Husband... Yeah. When that's not a character that's being asked. Yeah, you make a good point. That it was actually easier on that. I never thought. Which one? When I was doing Rick Macy, it was actually it's way lighter. easier to come in and out. It's lighter. Way easier. You get to come and play in a little bit. You get to be friends with the kid. I mean, the moves you made in that movie were amazing. The, the ad lib of I didn't. That wasn't scripted for you to steal the potato chips or the French fries. <laughs> no, no. I know your work. Yeah. It's unfair for me because yeah. I know your style. That's unfair. I'm like, babe, he's such. Look at his fucking ass stealing French fries. That's not in the script. But is there is there anything specific? Oh, I mean, is there any specific that you really want to do? Is there any kill Scott Heron? Kill Scott Heron. The revolution will be televised by the time your bro gets to do it. Wow! Oh, I can see that. I can't wait. Kill Scott. You Heron. know, I grew up with his son, man. I mean, it's all DC. Ramal told Ramal. You know has, Ramal? Ramal has I talked about Ramal, you and I man. being in the same high school. Ramal has talked about you and I, you and him being in the same high school. And I've Dude, never said this to you. Heavy. And I never thought that you would ask me that. And I was aware that oh, you I and Ramal went to school that. together. Yeah, you fuck with Ramal Rackley? He gave me the he gave me the freaking I got the freaking license from him because the court gave him the rights versus Gia. So Gia comes from that Greenway because, Court isn't Theater. Isn't there a fight? It, what, the fight was, is over. And what was, Gia is actually Jill's Gil's son. Gia's named after Gil. Gia okay. Scott Heron. Okay. Gia was from the poetry lounge and that ended up resulting in when I met Jay. Through the poetry competition nationals, Gia was never on that team. Okay, Gia wasn't good enough to make that team, but a great poet, and took to me as a little sis immediately. If Gia has the rights, I still have the rights. Ramal granted me the rights. We had the option for a minute. Ramal pulled back because he didn't like the direction that my cohort was going. My cohort being a guy that wanted to write it and direct it ultimately, but even if he didn't end up directing it, which he was okay with, he wanted to write it. He wasn't down with that choice of that guy writing it. Yet he did come to New York when my colleague flew all the way to L.A., from L.A., sorry, to New York, season one and a half of Power. We're talking about going into season two. We had an incredible time. Then he took the rights from us. So we're now trying to figure out the rights. But I think with this team that you and I both know that I'm now with, I think we can go back and get it. My dream Ramal job. Has it. Ramal has it? He's had it for years. He said... Common tried to get it. Most Def tried to get it. He said, "Omar, you saw me, so I gave it to you." Now that's heavy. That, that you you would be so great. Burn, he came and he me. came to our school, man. Like I remember as a as a kid. That's like, everything. I mean, when you think about my music, burn it's yeah. all Tupac and Gil. Gil, and that's all that. Wow. And it was scared the shit out of me. And I want Denzel to direct it, and I want him to beat my ass. I wanted Regina King to direct it, but Regina or Denzel would be fine. I just need somebody to beat me up. But that would be that's my dream, bro. I love it. To play that, and it and okay. it has become that. You know, Chibato Edgefer said it great when they said, "How did you know that you should have been doing, you know, Twelve Years Slave?" He said, "Cause it scared the shit out of me." Yeah, that's it. It scared the shit out of me. That's he said, it. "I was so fucking scared." That's it. So when Chibato said, when Chewie says that, and he's a, a, a the fine thespian he, he is, for me, but he's in our tribe. He's a great actor. I was like, oh, for Chewie to say that, then that's the way we should always think. It's got to scare you. Got to. If you could play any character that has already been betrayed and brought to life. Is there a thought about a movie that comes to your mind or a character that comes to your mind that you just know you would have bodied? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, uh, I mean, there's two, man. Uh, uh, Max Cady, uh, Cape Fear. Oh, shit. Really, really oh, and, shit. and then uh, <laughs> also um, um, 48 Hours, man. Nick, Nick Nolte and 48 Hours. Those are those are the two. They both had such a big influence on me. And um, Nick Nolte... And I mean, you remind me so much of Robert De Niro, as you know. Nick Nolte, in, for, for, for Cape Fear, you know, um, Scorsese said no to him for, the, for that, that movie. He didn't want him. And then Nick Nolte showed up to the premiere of Goodfellas in that white suit. With the glasses on, hair slicked back look. as a look because they said just don't believe you as they a didn't lawyer. Think him that. And he sat down with De Niro and 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 
Mr. Scorsese, and and uh, that's how he got the part. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And my last question. Yeah. I got two. Yeah. Legacy. What is that? What is legacy burn for you? As it pertains to the three kids, as it pertains to your career, professional career, as well as just in terms of the cultural impact that you've had, the word legacy is mm -hmm. so far reaching. Mm -hmm. Is there a way for you to make it a little bit more specific as to what it means to you when you're roasted, fucking epitaph, and you know when people die, there's not a litany of what they've done that makes a matter. What matters most is how you left somebody to feel. What is legacy for you and what is it, and, and what, when you're roasted, what would you love to be said about you? <laughs> Especially from the people who, who you respect, what would you love for them to say about the legacy you've left? For me, legacy is all about, you know, these, these, these babies. It's about, about my kids. And for me, on one hand, the most important thing is that when they get older and I'm either gone or I can't communicate mm -hmm. with them, that they can turn this stuff on and they'll know that every single thing was for them mm -hmm. and that they saw like at least mm -hmm. there's a there's a line in a Grateful Dead song that I love and it says anyone it's a bit it's called Cats Under the Stars they're talking about this band and, and Jerry Garcia says anybody who sweats like that must be alright right it's like they saw that I was Ooh. fucking working like I was throwing down so I was the reason away. the reason we love Bruce Springsteen because he still leaves everything on that stage just he was throwing down wow. so 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 that and, and, and hopefully the kids will take that and say whatever it is that I do put every little fucking fiber into it and then honestly man you know i think even you know like what we're trying to do here these mm. these these conversations mm. i mean I, honestly like i i, I you know like people don't talk enough do they i don't, they don't think communicate so man in and, that I way. And, I, and i think that like you know it's like what 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 you said before it's 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 the pain we we, we all have these doubts we all have these fears we all love our kids we all want so much we all doubt ourselves and to hear you you know omari hardwick you know ghost talk about your doubts and to talk about your insecurities to talk about the things that frustrate you and 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 to to, to get on folks that, that that come from all different walks of life and to kind of open up and connect and see that, you know, um, I don't know, I think about men and masculinity a lot or and like lot. how we're raising Hyper, these the boys. Masculinity the hyper-masculinity the, the you know, and, and we've got politicians and, and movie stars and athletes who are so full of shit sometimes. And I think that like uh, humility and honesty and, 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 and admitting that, that it's okay to be scared, it's okay. They call these things interviews. Yeah, interviews. But this ain't even a conversation. This is, the world got a peek into the brains of John Bernthal and Amari Hardwick, but even more so, how we walk and talk when walking down the street. Mm -hmm. We could have, the Good cameras could have followed us walking down the street. That's true. You know what I mean? This might have been a movie. Yeah. I love you, I love you too, bro. Thank you.